Ladies and gentlemen, one quick correction before we dive into the episode. My intro and outro mentions that this is episode 155, when actually this is episode 156 of the podcast. I am sorry for any confusion. Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. In this quick episode, I'm going to go through my tips for round four of the men's comp for this year, along with the AFLW Grand Final. Now, before I jump into my tips, I do want to let you know that I have started a new Facebook page under my name, Craig Wessels. Now, it does have my new podcast logo that Waza King designed for me. It's the dark blue one with the large, bold red letters uh, as the icon. So if you're a follower from my previous Facebook page or, or me on there, I do invite you to give me a follow. If you want to add me as a friend on there, it is me. I, uh, I did something today when I posted, because again, for those of you who may not have heard, I got locked out of my uh, Facebook page last Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. I noticed it late Saturday night uh, because after the Cats and Magpies game had finished up, I'd made a comment on my Facebook page that the fourth quarter of the, actually, I guess the third and fourth quarters of the Magpies and Cats game reminded me of the last fight from the movie Rocky Three, where Rocky allowed Clubber Lang to punch himself out and get tired and then come back and beat him late in the fight, which is what the cats did. And after that, I was banned, shut down. I've done a re request of a review. I don't know the next step to take because there's no place to actually click on something and ask them what the hell's going on. So I don't know if this is a, I've not been banned from Facebook for anything before. You know, I, I used to get into political discussions and that type of thing with people, but I, you know, I, I don't really like to waste my time with that anymore because I'm not going to change somebody else's mind. I know I've mentioned this before. They're not likely to change my mind. We may enlighten ourselves a little bit, but but many of us are kind of entrenched in what our views happen to be, especially old farts like me. Now, I do like to post snarky memes from time to time and that sort of thing. So I don't know if anybody took offense to a meme that I had posted, but I can't recall any that I had posted recently. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure if this is a 30-day ban that I have and it's going to come back on in a month or if it's going to disappear. So I have begun the groundwork of reconstituting myself on that platform. So, again, you know, if I have been in a group that you are part of, you know, I've been in many of the different uh, discussion boards with uh pretty much every club in the comp. And when a new episode of the podcast would come out, I would share it there. I would from time to time engage with people to talk about their, uh, the athletes in the, uh, on their club and the, the performance of their club, that sort of thing. But again, for those of you who've listened to my podcast, I'm not somebody who's going in there as a bomb thrower to make fun of their club or that type of thing. Really the only fun that I make of anybody. And if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you know the only group or individual I make fun of are, and I really only sort of mean it, is, you know, with the Tigers 
and with Damian Hardwick and their absolute love of playing at Marvel Stadium. You know, as I've said before, I don't really have that that hatred of other clubs in my DNA. I mean, I'm I'm I I, I love the game. I'm not I. I've joked about my little frustration with Carlton and not waiting until after the grand final to, to hire Michael Voss, but evidently they knew what the hell they were doing because uh, they're 3-0 and heading to Metricon this weekend. So, like I said, if you happen to be in one of those groups on Facebook, uh, you know, one of the team discussion boards and that sort of thing, you know, I'm trying to remember which ones I happen to be in because I don't have them written down anywhere, of course. Please consider giving me an invite to that group. That would be a huge help to me. Uh, I, you know, I know that uh, Linton, who I had on with uh, my Gold Coast preview, uh, had invited me to join a couple of the different Gold Coast groups. I know I was involved with those. And like I said, pretty much every, every club in the comp, I was in at least one group where I would share the episodes. And like I said, I would engage with people. So that'd be a huge help. Uh, if you're interested in, in you know, sending me a friend request on there and you can verify and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about the verification thing there. I am going to put a link to the new fa- my new Facebook homepage, if you will, uh, up on my website and, um, not on my website, but on the show notes for this episode. So feel free to go ahead and, you know, send me a, a, a friend request on there. Because again, if you're somebody who, you know, I've got, hundreds of you who I, you know, become friends with on Facebook. And I, I, I've started to reconstitute the list a little bit and add a few here and there is some names pop up that I, that I know that I've been friends with. Uh, but otherwise I've kind of been, uh, blocked out of those. And, uh, it would be helpful if, you know, if it could maybe kind of come from your direction as well. So if you want to do that, that'd be fantastic. Now, also, you know, don't for, don't forget that if you've got a uh, a local footy club that you want to have get a shout out in an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email or send me a note on uh, on Messenger on Facebook as long as they let me stay there, or a DM on Twitter or a note on Instagram, or you can send me a note on my website yankonthefooty.com. I do want to give uh, shout outs to clubs throughout the season. Um, because I, I just think it's it's a great way for me to learn more about the game at the at the local level and just kind of learn where these clubs are. Uh, it's great to go on and look at the the list of the players who had previously been in the clubs to see who's made it on to the VFL or the AFL or the Sandful, the Waffle, that type of thing. It's it's kind of fun to see how successful some of these clubs have been. Now, before we get into the tips, one last oh. Um, I was going to mention over on my new Facebook page, I, I did put a post on there this morning, kind of lamenting what I'm having to go through re- rebuilding this whole thing from the ground up. And I know many of you have, you know, sworn off Facebook. And like I said, I, I use it mainly for the podcast and I've got family members that live all over the con- all over the country here in the U.S. and several places around the world. But then there's also many, many of you who live in Australia and even other parts of the world who I engage with about footy that I really don't have another way to do that effectively. You know, it's not as easy to do that on Instagram. You know, Instagram is basically here, look at this, there's something going on in my life. And uh, there's not always that engagement that goes on there. Twitter kind of works, but not everybody's on Twitter. Although after the last few days, maybe more and more people are going to be going to Twitter. That could be a good thing. 
But I did put a, uh, a a photograph on there to try to just demonstrate to people that it that it was in fact me. And uh, if you've ever watched any movies on you know the theater or on television where there's a kidnapping that goes on, quite often what you'll see is you'll see the person who's being held hostage holding up that day's newspaper in front of them when they take a photograph to say that here's that person. And we know that they were around or alive that day. And, you know, just so you know, they're in this area where this newspaper happens to be. Well, I didn't have a newspaper handy. So what I did was I took a photograph of myself holding my phone where I clicked my phone on that it showed, I believe, 835 in the morning on April the 6th. So it was kind of showing you that that was kind of my digital newspaper, if you will. Now, one big contract uh, story broke as I was jotting down some notes for this evening, and that was Darcy Moore signing on for a six-year extension with the Magpies. Terrific player. Yeah, A lot of people speculate that this may be the next captain of the Magpies. I'll be honest with you. Could they do better than him? I'm not sure. I think he'd be a phenomenal choice for the club. I think he'd be a phenomenal choice. He, you know, he... You look at what he did last year where they moved him up forward. This is a guy who's a tremendous key defender. And the club moved him forward because they thought it would be beneficial to the club. And did he piss and moan and complain about it? No, he he went ahead and, and tried to do his job as best he can before they moved him back again. But, you know, it's a uh, – I, I think he's a great choice, you know, to possibly be the future captain. And I, and I congratulate him on this new contract because uh, – the Magpies have got something cooking here. You know, this is, you know, they've got a few veteran players there who are going to be, you know, who are on the, the back nine, if you will. But that's a talented young group. And as I said in the post that got me banned, I believe, I said that this is this is a game, the, the, the Cats game, this is a game that the Magpies will learn from. Okay, this is a game that they they won't make the mistakes that they did it, they did again there. Okay, they won't repeat those. So let's jump into the uh, tips for this week. Okay, and we're going to start off first with the grand final of the AFLW. And I'm really looking forward to this. This should be it should be a fantastic contest. You know, it's a distinct possibility that we might see two of the greatest to ever play in the AFLW playing their final games with these clubs. You know, uh, there's speculation that Aaron Phillips is going to make the jump over to Port Adelaide. Uh, when they come into the comp for next year with her father's uh, connection with Port Adelaide. And there's also speculation that this may be the last contest for Daisy Pierce. I don't know if that's the case or not. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But, you know, she supposedly has been offered a spot to join the the coaching staff of the Cats uh, on the men's side. So this may be her opportunity then to begin her coaching career. This is this is going to be a tremendous game because these are two really, really closely matched clubs. Okay, and uh, if, the, if the, uh, the Crows can handle Harris uh, down inside 50, yeah, I think the Crows can take this one. I'm tipping the Crows to win this one by eight, and I hope that they were able to get it done in front of what I hope is a really large and extraordinarily loud crowd at the Adelaide Oval. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, and I hope, I hope it's as great a matchup as I think it's going to be. So let's look at the, uh, the games for round four. And we first got, uh, and that's coming up in about eight hours from when I'm recording this right now. So this will be, you know, 
this game will probably have already transpired by the time you listen to this, but uh, Port Adelaide is hosting Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval. And, and what euphemism do you want to use? They're under the pump. They've got their backs against the wall. They're, they're, they're in a heap of trouble. You know, Port is staring 0-4 right in the face. And I think they might as well get used to it because they're going to be 0-4 after this. They've got the defending premiers coming to town in the Ds. They're going to be without Robbie Gray. Still no Charlie Dixon. Uh, you know, Ken Hinckley said publicly that he's not surprised that people are calling for his job. Of course, the team president, David Cook, uh, announced his support for Hinckley, as did uh, members of the board, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or uh, maybe it was the list manager that said that, actually. But uh, I'm still learning the nuances of the relationship between the team presidents and the boards and the senior coach. But in many sports um, here in the United States, getting a vote of confidence from management isn't always a good thing. Okay, it may just be delaying the inevitable. And you might be able to construe this as Michael walking up to Fredo and giving him a kiss and telling him, I know what you've done and you broke my heart, and then taking him out to go fishing. Uh, you know, the D's are firing on all cylinders here, and, and I, I just I think they're going to roll over the, the wounded power because the power's got a lot of players out as well. Alira Lear's going to be out for about another month as well. There's just a lot of injuries in the turquoise, black, and gray, and I and I just I I don't think they're going to get it done this week, and I think that this is just the beginning of the end for them for this year. And again, this is a side who is not quite as old on average as Geelong, but they're not that far behind them. So who knows? Maybe this time next year, this is this is the time where maybe the Cats begin having that precipitous fall. I don't know. I hope not. Of course, but maybe that happens. You know, we shall see. So again, I'm going to go with the D's to win this one by 14. And then we head down to GMBHA Stadium. Yeah, I said, we're heading to Geelong for a game. The Cats actually get to play a game on their home ground, finally, in round four. Can you believe it? Tell me what, what's wrong with this scenario. I mean, you know... I, Yes, I know they don't get to play every home game at home. I believe they've got nine of their 11 at home this year, which I guess if I think about it, that means that they've got nine of their last uh, 19 games at home and two others being played at the MCG, I believe. Uh, when I had Mel, who works uh, works for the Cats on the podcast, she mentioned that they had, they had fought with the, the comp to get one more home game in Geelong and that they're going to continue to battle to try to get all 11 games there. And that may be more likely to happen once they get the new stands installed. Of course, now uh, Joel Selwood is going to be rested this week after his uh, game where he co he captained his the most games in uh, history, the AFL-VFL. They're coming off of a huge fourth quarter against the Magpies. Now, the the Lions, their midfield has been very, very good this year. Lockie Neal has, is reminding us of why he's a Brownlow medalist. Just phenomenal. Now, of course, the, the, the Lions are going to be without the big cog, Oscar McInerney, in the ruck position this year this week because he's suspended. And in an interesting twist, and, and if you think about it, as a Cat supporter, you know, my favorite player is coming back to Geelong to play. And again, you know, my favorite player being Nakai Cockatoo, and I, I hope he has a great game. 
I hope his club doesn't win, of course. But uh, Darcy Fort's probably going to be in the ruck this week for uh, for Brisbane. And Lincoln McCarthy, yet another cat, is going to be out there again. And we already know what Lincoln McCarthy has done to the cats in the past. I think this might just be the first blemish for the Lions on their fixture this year. Okay, I'm going to go with the Cats to win at home by nine points. I'm going to go with the Cats this week. Okay. Now we've got North Melbourne heading off to the Sydney Cricket Ground to play the Swans. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it right here. I'm tipping the Swans to win this contest. Okay, I'm not. I, normally, I tell you who I'm, I'm tipping at the end. I'm tipping the Swans to win this one. It's the final score that is what I'm not sure about because one of two things are going to happen here. If the Ruse come out and lay an egg like they did last week against the Lions, then they could lose by maybe not 108 points, but they might lose by 80 points. Or they could come out and battle like they did during basically the last two-thirds of last year and the first couple games this year. Now, David Noble called out his side, I think, very effectively uh, after the Brisbane game. And uh, I think that that their performance is going to be more like the latter rather than the former. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by the Swans. Okay, I, like I said, I do think the Swans are going to win, but this is not going to be a blowout. I think that the, the Ruse take their self-pride, if you will, their their professionalism, and they battle hard here, okay? And I, I think that the Swans are going to play like they typically do, but they're going to have to compensate for uh, not having Tom Hickey in the ruck for the next few weeks. But like I said, I think the Roos are going to play, play a significantly better game, but I'm going to go with the Swans to win this one by three goals, okay? Call it a moral victory, if you will, because they're getting up off the mat and not going to have the same kind of contest like they had last week uh, with the Lions. So again, I'm going with Sydney to win that one by 18 points. And then we move to Marvel Stadium for the West Coast Eagles and the Collingwood Magpies. And I got to be honest with you, I, I'm while I know the Magpies are not going to feel sorry for the Eagles, I, I kind of do feel sorry for them because they they've been behind the eight ball all year. This this is a club that cannot catch a break whether it be injuries, health and safety protocol, whatever it happens to be. Uh, you know, their injury list looks like they, looks like their club should look like for selection night. When Alan Simpson's when Adam Simpson's announcing uh, who's going to be in in the side for that week, their 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 injury list looks like the, the group of 22 that should be playing. And there's not quite 22 on the list, but there's damn near 22 on the list. So, it's uh you know, I think that the Magpies are going to regroup after that fourth quarter they had with uh, the Cats last week. And I'm going to go with the Magpies to win this one by 22 points. Again, I don't think they're going to take it, you know, I don't think they're going to have any sympathy for the Eagles because they're going to they're going to try to get four points on the ladder for themselves. Okay? So I'm going with the Magpies to win this one by 22. And I think this might be the largest margin that I've got this week for any of the games. And, you know, I have to ask one question. Again, this is this is being played at Marvel Stadium. And do the do the pie supporters and does, you know, 
Uh, Craig McRae, does, do they have the same affinity for Docklands that the Tigers supporters and the Tigers seem to have for Docklands for Marvel Stadium? And to be honest, you know, I've, I've never noticed them working as hard as, as Demo does to try to conceal their giddiness, their excitement for playing at Marvel. So if you're, if you're a uh, Magpie supporter, sure, I'm sure you'd rather be playing at the MCG, but you, you're not going to skip the game, are you, because your club's playing at Marvel? You're going to show up, right? I mean, there'll be more than hopefully 18,000 people at Marvel Stadium. Like there was last year with the uh, Tigers and GWS. Like, I, like I've said, if I was a Tiger supporter and I, you know, and I was in, happened to get the chance to be in Melbourne last year and I showed up at the MCG for the game and they said, no, no, we're playing at Marvel. I'd have crawled across broken glass to go to the game. I still don't get that. That still just boggles my mind. Now we move back to the MCG again for the Bulldogs and the Tigers. And the Bulldogs, they got up off the mat this past week, getting their first win against the aforementioned Swans. You know, uh, two quality sides here. And they're going to make it two in a row this week. Okay, the Tigers have got a few key injured players back who may not be back. You know, still no word on Dusty Martin. Uh, again, I wish him well. Jack Rewalt might be back. But there still are a number of big-name players on the uh the Tigers list that are probably not going to be playing. Now that bodes well for their youngsters uh, getting games and getting experience, but I'm going to go with the Bulldogs to get their second win of the season. I've got the Bulldogs winning this one by 15 points. I think their midfield is, is, is too good right now for, for the Tigers to handle this moment in time. And then we move over to Optus, the, the lone game out in West Australia this weekend. And for me, this is this is one of the toughest games for me to, to, to pick. Because if you listen to the podcast, if you listen to my discussions about these two clubs, these are two clubs that, that week in and week out, I either overestimate or underestimate their abilities or what they're going to do. Like I said, I do it for both, both of them. And usually whomever I tip in their games, the opposite happens. Last week, I tipped Gold Coast to beat GWS. GWS beat the bat snot out of them. I think actually I tipped the Eagles to beat Fremantle last week. Or, yeah, and Fremantle won. So, you know, they've got uh, both sides with some key players missing. Um, but in this case, I'm going to go with the home team. And when I looked, this was something that I was rather surprised by. And maybe you could argue that it's kind of impacted by the fact that they've uh, they've played the depleted Tigers already. But they've got the third highest percentage on the ladder sitting in, I believe, what, fifth, sixth spot on the ladder right now, but they've got the third highest percentage. And truth be told, that you know, this is something that I never thought I would actually be saying about the Dockers in terms of them having a high percentage, because that's always something that I've said, is that if this club can learn how to score maybe two more goals a game, they can be scary as hell. And guess what? They're scoring two more goals a game. And they're 2 and one right now. Maybe they're going to be scary as hell. So again, I'm going to go with the Dockers here. Um, and... If they continue to do this, they might just find their way into the eight by August. Because I know they're in the eight right now, but uh, they may stay there then. Okay, so speaking of eights, I'm going to go with Fremantle to win this one by eight. And then we head back to Marvel again. And uh, all of the confetti from the uh, the Magpies celebrations for getting to play at Marvel will have been cleaned up by this point in time. And the Adelaide Crows will be in town. And they are facing the Essendon Bombers. And the Crows are coming off of that entertaining game where they didn't lead the game until the game was over. They didn't have a lead the entire game until the game was over. 
They're getting Tex Walker back this week, and I, I've read some things where some people have mixed feelings, most you know, most definitely about that. And they've got to be feeling pretty good about themselves having come back and beat their crosstown rivals. Now, that being said, I think this is the week that the Bombers finally get things figured out. They've been without Zach Merritt now for a couple of weeks, and I think they get their first four points of the season. You know, So I'm going to go with the Bombers to win this game by 11 points. I just think this is a talented side even without Zach Merritt there, and I think it's a more talented side right now than Adelaide. You know, Adelaide you know, beat a wounded Port Adelaide squad. So I'm going to go with the Bombers to win this one by 11. And then we head off to what might be this, you know, behind the, the Brisbane and Geelong clash, might be the, the most exciting game on, on schedule for this weekend, on the fixture for this weekend, with St. Kilda and Hawthorne at the MCG. You now the Saints, they beat the Tigers by five and a half goals, and the Hawks played a phenomenal second half. They got, they got blown out in the first half, but they battled back and ended up only a point down to Carlton when the horn sounded. And, you know, I think the Saints, you know, they've got a few key injuries. Um, you know, it looks like uh, Higgins is going to be out uh, this week as well. Um, Hawthorne's going to be missing Ben McAvoy and, and likely Jake Scrim- uh, Jack Scrimshaw, who I'd heard that he'd broken a collarbone. But but looking at the uh, the injury list, it didn't say that it was actually an injury in that regard, but something that, that you know, that might have been just maybe a sprain in his shoulder or something of that nature. But I think the Hawks are going to, uh, you know, get themselves heading in the right direction here after that narrow loss to Carlton. So I'm going to go with the Hawks to win this one by two goals. Okay. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think St. Kilden Hawthorne is going to be, is going to be must see TV. This is one I plan on hopefully staying up to watch live. And in fact, I'm going to take a look here real quickly to see when this one's going to be on live for me, just because I didn't look ahead yet. I know the Cats play Brisbane at 5.50 a.m. on Friday for me. So I'm going to look and see when that uh, that game is coming up live here. So let's see here. Uh, oh, maybe I won't be watching this one live. It's going to be at 1.20 a.m. So we'll, we'll see. That's going to be on Sunday morning, my time at 1.20 a.m. I might be able to do that. You know, hopefully I'm not having to scramble and, and set up a new Facebook page at that point in time. And then we get to the last game of the weekend, and this is up at Metricon. And we've got the 3-0 Navy Blues heading off to Queensland to face off against the Suns. And the Suns have done some really good things this year. But then there have also been times where they've looked like what we've been accustomed to the Suns looking like since their inception. They didn't look great last week. Tuke Miller had a very pedestrian game. Uh, did, did GWS give the rest of the comp a blueprint on how to deal with him and hold him to, I believe, 17 disposals, if I'm not mistaken? He hardly touched the ball the entire game. Now, this is a club that's got a lot of talent, okay? This got a lot, it's got a lot of talent, and I think they're still going to win some games that people think they shouldn't win. This isn't one of them, though. Carlton is just play, they're playing inspired footy right now. And I think they're going to learn from their mistakes in many cases as well. They jumped out to a big lead. Now, they may not jump out to a 40-point lead like they did against Hawthorne. But if they do, I think they 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 take a different approach and uh, help try to hold on to that lead. 
they're like I said, they're playing inspired footy, and and Patty Cripps is is doing his best to remind the comp just how phenomenal player he is. I would say that if you're looking at your your Brownlow race right now, it's it's between Patty Cripps and uh, probably Lockie Neal, and maybe you could factor in. Uh, the two gentlemen from Andy Get Your Gun over there with the D's. If you've not listened to the last few episodes, you're going to have to go back and listen to get that reference there. Um, and Harry McKay is just, you know, is just having a phenomenal start to the year and just, you know, defending his, his, you know, Coleman medal pretty well here. So I think the Navy Blues are going to come out on top on this one. And I think they're going to win this one by 16 points. Yeah, I, I think the Suns will play a, a spirited game. But I still think that at this point in time, Carlton is too good of a side for them at the moment, okay? So there's my tips for round four. And again, these are simply for entertainment purposes because as evidenced by my five right, six wrong last week, I have no idea what I'm talking about, okay? Now, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll consider heading over there and getting on the mailing list. That way, should the overlords on social media decide, hey, you're not worthy of being here anymore. I can send you that episode as soon as it comes out directly into your email and those overlords can go suck an egg. Okay. You can leave me a voicemail there. You can leave me a message there as well. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can fill out the uh, register as a guest form and we'll get you on the show. Cause I love, uh, having, uh, conversations with, with interesting people about the game. I've got a couple lined up, uh, from, a couple of unique positions. Uh, one person who you definitely know, I just have to confirm the date with them, and I don't want to say who it is. This is somebody that, if you're a footy fan, you all know who this this gentleman is. And the other one is kind of a unique story, and I don't want to mention who it is yet because I've also interviewed a family member of theirs in the past, and I don't want to... I don't want to let the cat out of the bag and know that is not a hint in terms of the club. Okay. Um, in terms of who this person might be, but I'm going to be sitting down to talk with them next Tuesday. I'm hoping to set up the other one for the next couple of days as well. But again, I've had to reach back out to this person on social media and reconnect with them since the overlords have said, thou shalt not use this account. Jerks. Okay, so folks, if you like the show and you want to help out, you can head over to my Buy Me a Coffee page. I guess I'll use it for my legal fund when I have to go do battle with the uh, the big corp- the big social media corporate overlords there. And uh, if you're interested in any of the podcast gear, which again, the, the resources from that can also go to help to defend myself as well, you can go up to my store page up at the top there and click on the Buy Me a excuse me on the Redbubble page. Uh, I've got uh, some several unique things up there with the uh, the new logo. I've actually got uh, one of my students who wore his new Yank on the Footy t-shirt for the second time to school. Still looks as good as the first time that he wore it. I need to get myself one ordered as well. I haven't put my own in the cart yet, but I do have my Lace Out podcast t-shirt in my cart. I just have to get permission from my wife to pull the trigger and place that order. I'm hoping to do that here very soon. Again, also don't forget, folks, that you can reach me by email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com and over on Twitter at yank underscore on and on Instagram at a yank on the footy. And if you follow the link over on my uh, show notes for this episode up at the top, there will be, and I'm going to put that at the top of my show notes. There is a link to my 
new Facebook account. So if you want to follow me on there and I'm going to set up the podcast there as well, a yank on the footy. Cause again, I have to reconstitute that. I've got dozens of people following the podcast on there. Poof. That's gone. Again, those of you who made that decision and we all know it's an algorithm. Yeah, you suck. Okay. That's, that's the only thing I can say. You suck. So, um, folks, again, if you get on the mailing list, as soon as a new episode comes out, it goes into the email uh, and it will be in your inbox within about one minute of that new episode being released. Okay. And uh, if you've got friends, I do hope you'll consider Well, you've got friends. If you haven't considered sharing the podcast with your friends, I hope you will continue and consider to do that because, again, we've got people who have decided that I'm not allowed to share that with people right now. So, any help on your end would be a significant amount of help. I would truly, truly appreciate it. And folks, I thank you for all of the kind words, the continued support. Uh, it's been, it's been an interesting weekend. Uh, you know, there were other things that went on as well that made this arguably one of the worst weekends of my life. But uh, coming out of it, having a good week at, at school, kids, kids have been great. You know, my my students have been great. My uh, my son just transferred to his new ship. He left his old ship today and will be transferring to his new ship here very soon. Very excited about that. My daughter's doing really well in school. And uh, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun doing the podcast, but the social media aspect of it is getting a little tedious for me right now because of all the uh, hurdles that have been placed in front of me. But folks, as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit that post. By the way... Eddie Betts, you're doing a heck of a job announcing with uh, Fox Footy. Really enjoying your work, sir. And as I said, may that dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 155 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website, yankonthefooty.com, or over on Instagram at yankonthefooty. And just search out my name on Facebook, Craig Wessels, or click on the link in the show notes. And I'm going to leave that in show notes episodes for the next few weeks, hopefully. And folks, again, thanks so much for listening. And I do hope you'll share this episode or the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and goodbye.